It's been a lot of shifting and juking and jiving going on um, in Hollywood regarding the um, Hollywood Foreign Press Association and all of their shenanigans. So today's episode is a special episode. Um, This is part one in the fall of the Golden Globes. Listen, Linda. Um, okay. So, this story keeps expanding and expanding and expanding every single day. I get more information. And the story that we are talking about is the Hollywood Foreign Press Association's total... Fall, and I won't say from grace because they never, they never were really about that life. It was never graceful what they were doing. <sighs> okay. So anybody that listens to me and you hear me do that breath, that <sighs> breath, just understand that there is a lot of energy going on with this story. There is a lot of movement every day. Like I said, it shifts every single day. And (laughs) I'm just like, okay. So to catch you guys up uh, on all that's gone on, the Hollywood Foreign Press has been like lit on fire. But understand also that their foundation was purely gasoline okay so I covered why I wasn't going to you know um, follow the Golden Globes this year you know because of their blatant disrespect and disregard of black creative art that came out last year and it was not represented in any uh, in, in, it was barely represented okay in nominations and but mediocre below mediocre shows were but these shows were by um, created by you know you know boo you know and I have no problem against that do what you know the problem is that it was exposed that the reason why some of these shows um, or movies were nominated was because (sighs) certain producers or directors or a whole theater, a whole, you know, production companies would schmooze and, and, and do this whole like campaign thing (sighs) that's why and it was exposed and it was receipts upon receipts upon receipts and for my people that don't know what I'm saying when I say receipts it was a paper trail 
of the shenanigans. And so when that news broke in January, I was like, I can't do this no more. Like, I will not follow y'all no more. I don't care who wins. Um, I, I just don't. And what's crazy is, like, I got a lot of those nominations correct. Like, a lot of the winners correct. But when you have that type of element going on, um, it it's not sustainable. It's just not. Especially where a lot of people are right now. Um, we talk about the Me Too movement. We talk about the Time's Up movement. But there's another movement. It doesn't really have a name yet, but I'm just going to call it um, We Are Not Here For It. Okay? Because we're not. And so... I literally... Just, I I literally made a a segment about this the other day. Well, yesterday because Monday is when this story blew up. Okay, so let's. I was like, I have to remake another one because oh my goodness, some more information came in. Netflix. Who streamed Emily in Paris? Okay, let's be very honest. They streamed it, but that does okay. And this is what I was saying earlier. It was the producers who did all of the schmoozing and all of the things. And Netflix is not here for that because they don't do that. They don't. They may send out screeners with some, you know, flower and <laughs> flowers and edible arrangements. And some Omaha steaks or some stuff like that. Or, you know, a dinner here or there. And I don't even think they do the dinners. Like, they just like, hey, enjoy this movie. Enjoy this popcorn. Enjoy this this food, this wine. Have a good time. Blah, blah, blah. Well, Netflix and Amazon are boycotting the Golden Globes. And the reason they have to do it, let's break this down, okay? This is my first point on this. The reason they have to do it is because of how they have been treated by the Hollywood foreign press. Now, remember I said um, a couple weeks back that there are members within that association or within um, the academy who have verbally expressed why they feel that this content does not need to be um, nominated um, nor should it be winning anything and when I and I said I was like you don't need to be there because that is not fair That that is not fair because first off a lot of the content that comes from these streaming giants are from you know underrepresented writers and content creators and artists and actors the list just goes on and on so to sit there and say 
that those films or TV shows don't need to be recognized is to perpetuate the the systemic racism that is here in Hollywood and within that specific corner of Hollywood. So once we we break it, we start to really break this down. Um, we can start to see what what the true narrative is here, and it is, <laughs> dude, it's racist, it's sexist, it's all the things. It, it is a very linear construct of <laughs> of an era that just no longer exists. Um, and this is, it's so sad to me because I'm like, it didn't have to get to this point. Um, and I, I see people before I move on, I, I've seen, you know, a lot of reporters and a lot of content on this and how people are, you know, separating the Hollywood Foreign Press from something like the Academy. And I'm like, no, you can't because of the influence of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Okay, so that, you know, swings us on into my second point here, which is the... the elephant in the room who is serving time in New York currently and, you know, is about to face trial here is Harvey Weinstein and his reign of terror over so many, so many people. Um, People... You know, certain reports will say that, you know, it is him that started this whole campaign <laughs> mess, but it wasn't. It wasn't him. Um, that's that's using him as a scapegoat as to what really is going on. Now, now, let me be very clear. He perverted it. He did. He took it to a this this whole thing of get this whole thing is like so sad because this individual worked his way, his creepy ass way into a space, an artistic space where it had no business being. And, like, there's some movies I can't even watch because I'm just like, yo, yo, dude, your your dude was dirty. Like, I can't even watch, like, Frida. You know, I watched it initially, and I was like, oh, man, wow, Sam Hayek. But then hearing what she went through, I can't even watch that. I can't watch it. Um anything almost with Rose McGowan is so hard to watch because I'm just like oh my god what what was this dude doing like and people allow this to happen because of how incentive the process is 
if you get a Golden Globe, if you get an Oscar, like I've said in earlier episodes, it drives up your stock. And you're able to make better choices in film. You'll get you'll get way better choices in film. Um, your your money goes up. You can you know your fees go up. All of the things you can de- you can demand. You have a stock in Hollywood officially. Um, and what he did was infiltrated wasn't hard to do he's a white guy so (laughs) he's a white guy um it was not hard to do so he did that and he just literally had a checklist literally of like how he was going to manipulate and perpetuate these abusive um tendencies into into gold you know churning out these whatever though you want to call them whatever you want to call that that whole um time in his that period it was just it was just bad and so he being who he was um had a lot of power a lot of power and unfortunately for a lot of these spaces a lot of these organizations and associations who went along with it their the hint should have been when he got busted and taken down it should have been that but it wasn't. They continued to um, hound individuals. Um, you know, do these shysty deals, shady deals. You know, oh well. You know, uh, the Emily and Paris thing we talk about so much is because it's so fresh. Um, but they literally like flew out this group of Hollywood Foreign Press um, members to Paris and I think it was for like a week or two weeks and they were at a five star hotel four or five stars um, ate at the best restaurants got wined and dined all all the things shopping all the things right and I I'm sitting here and I'm just like the the show was crap the show was not good um but it got all the all the you know attention and it wasn't the whole association that went it was only just like a small group um and once (laughs) when you see that it was just a small group of individuals who went and then they were able to go back to the association and be like hey yo yeah we gonna vote for that and they did so when you when that happens when you see the receipts and you're like oh my goodness 
this, no wonder um, BIPOC people can't get through. There's no wonder we can't. Because we don't have the funds to do that, first off. And if that is what you have created your system or have pushed your system and, you know, recreated and reformulated it to be, then you're going to get the Oscars so white. You're going to get the Golden Globes so white. You're going to get all of those because that's just what it is. (sighs) Um... So when I when I say and the reason I brought up um you know the HW guy is because um yesterday um Charlotte or Scarlett Johansson came out and was like, Hey, yo, this is why I don't I don't mess with them. Like it it felt like it was akin to sexual assault, how they would hound me about certain things. And she did bring up Harvey Weinstein as an example of kicking off this, you know, this this type of buffoonery. And um, <laughs> and that they're still doing it to this day. Um, it's lucrative for them. Of course, they're going to keep doing it. If producers are going to, you know, just be out and about and just not giving a damn. Well, yeah, they're going to keep doing it. Um, which brings me to my third point. Why? Like, how sublimely ignorant do you have to be? To not understand that this type of behavior is, first off, it should be legal. And then secondly, that it is just so harming. As So when I, my thing is, do, do they even look at... You know, the actors as human? Do they look at, you know, the crew and everyone involved in these projects as human? Or are they just looking at them as a capitalist would? Just like, oh, you're just money. You're just something to make money for me. You feel me? Like, is that what we're on? Oh, child, that's some, that's some tragic stuff. Um, there's been a lot of lip service, which I'm going to be honest, (laughs) doesn't go far with me. You can make a statement and I'll be like, I hear you. You know, I hear you. Mark Ruffalo made a statement. He just won a Golden Globe actually for... I know this much to be true, which was streamed on HBO, and it, he did do a really good job. Mark Ruffalo, I know a lot of y'all know him from you know being the Hulk, but the the dude can act. Okay, he's a really good actor. Um, my thing was, then return it, return the Golden Globe that you just got. Because right now, it just seems like it's lip service. 
Because, you know, he went there and then it's like he went there and then kept the kept the trophy. You feel me? You, feel, you see what I'm saying? But the one person that did not as of yet <laughs> who did not play that he didn't even issue a statement. He just gave him back. Was Tom Cruise. And either you like Tom Cruise or you don't. I mean, at this point, the dude been here since, what, 80s? Like, for real, the 80s. Um, <laughs> he ain't going nowhere, so that's like 40 damn years almost. It has been 40 years. And first of all, he ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. Second, he has the freedom to do what he just did. Because he is the maker and creator of a lot of what he does. Like he he don't he don't stray too much. He do what he need to do. He can he gets that he gets the bag. He gets his bag. He secures the his bag. <laughs> he does. <laughs> so but he does not need the Hollywood Foreign Press anymore. And I think that's where people get hung up on with him doing this. They see it as a as a PR stunt. And I'm like, but it's not. A PR stunt is when you still need... Um, <coughs> excuse me. You still need the... I don't know, the organization or whoever. You still need that service to... You know, to do what you need to do. He doesn't. And so, when I see all of the, you know, people that have just been giving out statements, but they ain't giving back them trophies, I was like, oh, so they still need the system in some way. And I'm like, do y'all understand how powerful this would be if y'all did give them back? I mean, give them back. You gonna make a statement? Give back. I mean, that's where I'm at, y'all. Like, I am so... Like I said, I appreciate what's being said. Um, I understand it. I get it. You know, they're just on a different level than Tom is. But Tom was like, you ain't getting no lip service from me, but you gonna get these trophies back, and I'm about to move and do what I need to do. And so, why all of this? Why all of this, right? Um, another, before I get too deep into that, and then that's my, Lord have mercy, that's my next point. Before I get there, another put up or shut up <laughs> moment in this um, saga of the Hollywood foreign presses and, and Hollywood. Um, in their skeeziness, they're just ugh, this. This whole situation just reeks of just ugh, you know, it's just ugh. um. Is that NBC was like, we're not gonna air them next year. So <sighs> y'all need to do some work over there. Obviously, it's gonna take y'all really long time to do it because the stuff y'all dealing with. 
it's deep. This is some deep, deep stuff. So we're not even going to air them next year. Now, we'll come back together and see if we can do it in January 2023. And I love that because they was like, hey, that's y'all deadline. If y'all don't get this stuff together by that time, oh, it's a wrap. It's a complete wrap. Listen, and the Hollywood Foreign Press did come back and was like, you know, we, we're taking this seriously and we're doing all the things. You know how they do. You know how they do. <laughs> this is reading like, like a true crime thriller, but more drama. Not, it's not a true crime drama. That's what we're going to call this because the evidence has been there for years. Everybody has been knowing about this in some way, shape, or form um, forever. Forever, darling. Um, and it's... Maybe people are just at different levels of, okay, I've had enough. And, you know... It's just too much. Like, y'all have so much to do um, that I don't know. I don't, I, I'm just like, mm, mm, mm. which brings me to my, to my final point. The power that has been bestowed upon these individuals has been built on crushing the the better content that is out there and not that everything that's ever won a Golden Globe never deserved it or anyone who's ever won one never deserved it that is that is not right and I'm not saying that what I am saying is Anyone who benefited from this this campaign mess, this Harvey Weinstein perverted mess, you really need to like rethink your shit. Because Tom shouldn't be the only one giving it back. And in order for a movement to really take hold and to be like a we mean business something like that has to happen we always get the statements like i said previously we get those but rarely do we get you know national conglomerate or international conglomerate company going hey yo we ain't even gonna air your stuff because y'all is trash okay i'm just gonna put it like i would say it very very layman <laughs> um rarely do we have people going you had any motherfucking trophies back i don't want them and rarely do we have the people that you know it's, i really want to highlight scarlet here because this po child there's she she has said some problematic ish she has done some problematic ish 
that does not negate the stuff that she has gone through that we don't know about. But obviously the girl done went through some mm, for her to come out and say what she said. So with all of that, what, what does all of that mean? What what does that mean? Why are you know why is this so big for um for you know underrepresented artists? Especially with you know Netflix and Amazon joining forces and going, hey yo, no, we're not doing it no more. Why? Why is that so important? Is because people are taking it serious. What we saw at the Oscars, even in the nominations, is a divide. And I've been talking about this since episode one of this here podcast. That there is a change happening here. Here in Hollywood. And people who are not, who have benefited from just, you know, the white art. um, Or the oppressive art. Are just really trying to hang on to power. That's all they know. And we can't do it anymore. It's just not sustainable. Um, But what happened at the Oscars. Was a direct correlation. Of what's been going on. With the Hollywood Foreign Press. It's only 90 of them. Okay. It's only 90 members. When you have the Academy that has. What is it like. 30, 40,000 um, members. But the core membership, the and I mean the voting body, are influenced by the Hollywood Foreign Press. Okay? And so what we saw at this year's Oscars and why it was such a debacle and the Oscars and the Academy had better get their oomph together because, hunty, this, what happened on that Sunday night has a lot to do with why these people is coming out and being like, no. 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 And for my, for my listeners who are not black, who are not, you know, BIPOC. I love you. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, it's your fault and all this stuff. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. There is a select few who are doing some really shady things and being called out about it in a very shady system that has needed reconstructing for so long for so very very long and so in closing (laughs) I knew this was going to be a beast 
because of just like I said every day there's something new coming out there's some new detail there's some new something but we can't we can't keep doing this we look to the movies as as an escape but also for people like me we kind of use it to paint the world in broader strokes than black and white we want the indigo (laughs) we want the violet we want red orange yellow green you know all of it we want all the colors we want the turquoise we want it all life is a spectrum of color and to limit stories and and the performances that go with them and all the things that go with these movies and TV shows to say that the only ones worth mentioning or nominating or you know winning are stories of whiteness with none of those broader shades and spectrums of color is just wrong. Because that is not the world we're in anymore. It's not, and it never was. So, I'm sure we'll just keep getting more information. I'm sure this is not (laughs) the last time I'll be covering this but for this week it is this was a lot this was a lot Um, I think this opens the door for something new to arise I think that the system is broken it was created in brokenness The foundation was never, never, never cemented as whole. And I feel that the work that needs to be done, it's not, there's there's one in a million shot that this can be fixed because of how damaging the system has been to people and it's not just BIPOC people trust me it's not it's not there are so many individuals across all colors who have been royally abused by the system and when you have something like that you just have to scrap it and start over I'm wondering how that will look. That would be a beautiful thing. That would be gorgeous. And it would, to be very honest, it would really shake the world that needs to be shaken. 
Thank you for tuning in to this um, special special edition or special episode of Livy's Corner. I really appreciate you guys. Um, these developments are they're they're these is this is some big news, um, and I'm gonna cover as much as I can because you know just as a as a creative as a you know a creative of color. Um, this is, this, these changes or this exposure that has happened, this association has been needed for quite some time, um, just so that things start to change and reflect, um, you know, our, our world and its surroundings, um, and everybody that is in it. So again, thank you. This is part one. (sighs) I'll be delving into this for part two and you take care of yourselves. Bye.